Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. It is November twentieth of twenty twenty three, so Thanksgiving is just around your cor- uh, around the corner. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, alongside my, my wonderful producer Paxton Graff and my lovely co-host Presley Davis. Have a little fun little lineup for you guys today. Texas State football and volleyball have suffered difficult losses this past weekend. Also, Texas State women's basketball is on the rise to having a good season, and a little bit of college football recap and preview. And if we have time, a little bit of the NFL. But before we get into that, let's throw it to Presley for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Presley. Let's go and dig right into it with some Texas State football as they suffered a very, very difficult loss against the Arkansas State Red Bulls. Final score of that was 77 to 31. Bobcats have now improved their record to now six and five on the season. So, so far, the, since becoming bowl eligible, Texas State has taken two tough losses. Once one against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers and now against the Arkansas State Red Wolves. And this was actually the most difficult. Uh, Difficult loss for the Bobcat for the Bobcats. They lost by thirty. Let me see, thirty six points, mm. and this is the most that they have given up all season long for this team. I mean, they had a win against ja- uh, Jackson State, but they, it was a thirty five. It was a thirty thirty three point win. But having a thirty six point loss obviously raises an eyebrow for a lot of people. But I'm going to throw it to y'all. Obviously. Lots to be said about about this about this game specifically, and I know I I know I hate to be a dead horse, but I know we got to talk to Butch Jones during media days and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna let y'all have the floor. Yeah, I mean uh, this game particular, it was uh, it's interesting to see because you know going to that Jackson State game that was one of the best performances as far as points wise in Texas State football history. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, what is that, about six weeks later, yep. and you have one of the worst performances <laughs> in Texas State football history. So it's a rocky roller coaster of a season. Um, but, you know, the only thing I can say is we're still bowl eligible. But the downside is, is that in 2013, we were bowl eligible technically. We were 6-6, six and six, mm-hmm. but we did not get a bowl win or bowl, bowl bid, mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, because of kind of how we – fell off towards the end of the season mm-hmm. kind of seeing the history repeat itself 10 years later now so we desperately need this last win this week uh going against south alabama so we really need that seventh win but you know going back to this particular game you got to give a shout out to butch jones because whenever he lost what 77 to 0 yep. or 77 to 7 to OU, ou early in the uh year uh, everyone was like, fire him, fire him, fire him. Mm-hmm. Well, now he put up 77 on <laughs> the second uh, ranked in the West Division in Texas State Bobcats. So I don't know if people want to fire him too quickly now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but congratulations to him. But the Bobcats need to turn it around. Yeah, you know, you just look at the differences between the two different games and the different times of the season. And, you know, like you said, you have the bowl eligibility and it's just 
maybe it got to them and maybe it's like, okay, we did it. And then they got a little comfortable and now you got to get out of that for this next weekend because if you don't win this one, the chances are just so slim. And that's what's mm-hmm. just like, as a fan, heartbreaking because you're like, you want that bold bid. You want your team to go and everything. But, you know, it's just, I mean, defense was just a little, a little shaky and... Yeah. It's just at the end of the day, it happened. You kind of just have to flush it and move on Mm -hmm. and get ready for this next weekend. I know that was probably one of the toughest losses any of those players will ever have in a Mm -hmm. game. And it's just one of those things like GJ will go in there and just Mm kind of pick them up and say, we have one more guaranteed game. Yeah. You know. And, oh, Paxton. um, And, you know, going back to the defensive uh, point, I'm not going to blame the whole game on them because that's that's mm-hmm. just rude. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was a huge aspect of this game because I looked at the final stat sheet and Texas State technically had more all-purpose yards than Arkansas State and still lost by 36 points. So that just shows you defense ain't doing their job. Mm-hmm. Offense is. Now, could they have done better? Yes. Mm-hmm. But defense, I mean, it's it's like defense even show up mm-hmm. in that in that really second half. Yeah, I mean it's it's that was tough. That was tough on that was tough on the eyes. I'm not even I'm not even gonna lie. And you know, just talking about this game alone, Arkansas State really didn't have a good passing game this whole game. They went for Jalen uh, Rainer. He was 14 for 17 for 196 yards. Had no touchdown passes. Also had no interceptions either. So I guess you could say that's a pretty good performance. But their running game was absolutely strong. I've told, I'll, I'll, let's put this in perspective. Adding up all the player, adding up all the carries, it was 40 care. It was 40 carries for 200 and or in 291 yards as a whole. So Honestly, am I not shocked? I'm pretty shocked at that. The leading rusher was Jaquez Cross. He had 13 attempts for 139 yards and three touchdowns. People call it the hat trick in football. So, I mean, that's 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 pretty tough. And then on Bobcat side of things, uh, Denario Davenport was the leading rusher for the Bobcats in this in that one. So, honestly, a tough loss. But now they got South Alabama. It's the final game. This is a game that where you really need to pull something off. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's against South Alabama, who we predicted was going to be probably one of the best teams in the Sunbelt Conference, and they're having a pretty decent year so far. So if you're head coach G.J. Kenny, if you're you know T.J. Finley, you, know, you have to bring your A game this mm-hmm. last game because this could, this could guarantee for sure a bowl game if you guys win, if you, if you win one more game. Yeah, I mean, senior night um... – you know, a chance to, I get, I don't want to say to for sure clinch bowl eligibility, but mm-hmm. kind of in this case yeah. with how we've been playing lately, you need to prove that you're worth a bowl bid. Um, and what better way to do that on senior now? Now, unfortunately, it's two days after Thanksgiving. So I feel like the <laughs> attendance isn't going to be the best. But if you are still in the area, please go out and support them for their last game. But I mean, now, you know, really the, I don't want to sound depressing. The only thing we have to look forward to is this game because this could uh, make us really that bowl eligible like I was talking about because Troy clinched the West Division last week, and so they're going to the conference championship, so we don't really have that outlook anymore. Um, So you got to go out with a bang, so to say. 
Do we know real quick? Do we know who's who's clinched the East Division yet, or is that not still yet? Up the um, so App State did a little reckoning this yeah. week, which is yeah. so it's I think like right now Georgia Southern's still in the mix, App State's in the mix, and I think Coastal's still in the mix for the East Division. So it's kind of all coming down to the wire yeah. for the East Division. West Division's pretty much all all secured with Troy. So yeah, it's a, and it's a shame because you know like we just talked like we talked about all really all seasons that. You know, James Madison is not eligible for a bowl game this year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, even though, um, which what's crazy was we didn't even know that until until later, you know, later on in the season and stuff. Because we, you know, when we covered them in media day, it was almost like, you know, it was just another day at the office for them. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. It happens. But kudos to Appalachian State, though. I know we'll get into college football a little bit later, but kudos to App State for knocking off J- JMU. And yeah. to think, that's where college game day was this past uh, <laughs> this past Saturday, was at JMU. So That is pretty wild. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, but next game for the Bobcats is against the South Alabama Jaguars. We will have that game for you guys on ESPN+. Plus, and I believe, are we airing that on yes KTSW? We, yeah we are okay. airing that so make sure to tune in all right so cool so we will have pregame show at around 5 15 with clint shields and jeff Ganey on the call for that for the final game of the regular season but we're going to take a quick break on the other side of it we'll be digging into some texas state volleyball and texas state women's basketball don't go anywhere folks you are listening to bobcat radio here on ktsw 89.9 Welcome back to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. Joining us for today is my wonderful producer, Paxton Graff, and my lovely co-host, Presley Davis. This is your host, Kobe Jackson. Now let's go and dig right into some Texas State volleyball, as unfortunately their season has come to an end. With finishing 20-9 and on the season, made it all the way to the Sunbelt Conference semifinal, and unfortunately the same thing happened last year as it is this year, as they got knocked out by the JMU Dukes. So it was the JMU Dukes and the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers playing for the Sunbelt Conference Championship. I mean, obviously as a season, you cannot be disappointed with the season that you had. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it was a phenomenal season. Obviously, the late stretch that they had, you know, into Sunbelt Conference play really was effective for them this past season. We talked about KJ Johnson. We talked about Bailey Hanner and I believe Megan Woods, the three seniors who were going to be leaving Texas State uh, this coming uh, this coming fall. But in a positive aspect, there's a lot of returners coming back. I know Alyssa Ortega is coming back because she has one more year of eligibility due to the COVID year. I know uh, Maggie Walsh is coming back as well. So we ha- and Jade Dufree. So we got they have a lot of of stars coming back for this team. But just overall, just as a season as a whole, you cannot be disappointed at all. I mean, just talk about you know their Sunbelt Conference play. Obviously, knocking off really good teams, knocking off a good South Alabama Jaguar team, knocking off Troy, splitting against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I mean, you want to talk about having a big time momentum and. To think, you know, we talk about JMU. That was actually only one of the Sunbelt Conference teams that they lost to twice in the regular season. But, I mean, just talking about the tournament, they played against Marshall uh, after, you know, the first round and the second round because they had a bye week due to them being West Division champions. And they won that easily with final score of three to nothing. And then JM, and the, end, the following day against JMU, that game had gone final. It was a phenomenal game. I watched it, you know, play, you know, play by play. It was, it was great. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, what I think what happened was that the Bobcats kind of let up a little bit because they were leading eight to four in the fifth and final set. And then JMU just started just 
connecting and ju- they just started making moves and unfortunately they ended up uh losing that final score was 15 to tw- I believe it was 15 to 12 I might be I might be wrong 10. it was 10 okay 10, yeah, yeah 15 to 10 so as a whole I think the Bobcats had very good moment very good moment it's just that I think they just kind of got a little too complacent and honestly that tends to happen a lot in volleyball but you know I want to throw it to y'all another good seat another great season you know Sunbelt obviously Sunbelt tournament obviously difficult especially playing against JMU but honestly I'm not gonna lie I was if if the Bobcats would have won they probably they had they would have played uh Coastal Carolina Chanticleers Mm -hmm. in the Sunbelt Conference Championship which honestly I think that would have been money making for that for that game specifically yeah. but unfortunately it didn't happen but the Bobcats still finished off with a, a really good season you know like you said just overall great season just a great season I remember at the beginning we weren't quite sure how this team was going to look you know because there were some girls that weren't returning they graduated but mm-hmm. from the start of the season this group has just clicked all year round and so just a very great season for these girls. And, you know, you're only losing about three of them. So there won't be that many new faces coming onto the mm-hmm. court and everything. And you kind of already know you have that off season to work together and everything. But going to the semifinal game, I mean, the three sets that they did lose to James Madison were not blowouts. No, you had a 25 to 17 loss, 25 to 22 loss, and then that 15 to 10 loss. So they weren't, they were keeping up. Mm hmm. And it's just one of those, it can go either way, and it's just kind of who's going to set it better and everything like that. But, I mean, you just have, I think, five volleyball girls were named all-team Sunbelt. And so just you have really good success as a team, really good success individually in in your season. And, I mean, Coach Hewitt has nothing to be disappointed about. Of course, you wanted to go out there and win it all, but – if you didn't, this is a great season to look back on. And for some of these girls, for their last time playing volleyball, that's a great way to end. Yeah, honestly, what a turnaround of a season because y'all mentioned all the seniors that we lost last year or that the Bobcats lost last year. And uh, two of them were quite possibly some of the best players we've had in program history. I agree. Uh, with Janelle Fitzgerald and Emily DeWalt. And so going into this season, you know, the expectations were a little low, to be honest. Um, you, you knew that they were still going to do good, but mm-hmm. you didn't think they were going to bounce back and probably be, in some words, better than last season. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what they did. And I think the turning point was when they upset Houston. That was yeah. a real yeah. eye-opening match, and I think that's got that got all the attention on this Bobcat squad. Um, but, you know, heck of a season. You can't overlook it at all. It is upsetting, especially to go and lose to the team you lost to last year as well. You wanted that revenge factor. Um, So it is upsetting as far as that, but you can't really hang your head low. You still got, I mean, the way that they turn around from last season to this season, I mean, you got a a pretty nasty squad the next year. (laughs) Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And to think they're going to be adding more people, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And Sean, I mean, and I know we've talked about Sean Hewitt of what a great human being, but also a great coach overall. I mean, because for the past, for the past, I'd say now for the past five seasons, he has been so consistent with this Bobcat volleyball team, making it to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament and just consistently just keeps winning. I know their last title, their last uh, SBC title, I believe was in 2021, I believe. 2020 or 21. Yeah, 2020 or 2021. It was around there. But he's just been consistent year after year since he has taken over as the head coach. So, you know, 
it's he's on his way to being one of the all-time great co- volleyball coaches and he's he just needs that one little ump to get in that conversation mm-hmm. so but i mean yeah volleyball season what another phenomenal season i know uh i got to hear you know a few people shout out to joey gonzalez and Kara Slade. they've been mostly on the call for volleyball all season also shout out to justin brown as well who's been who have been who's done an outstanding job doing volleyball duties here for the season so we just can't wait for next season obviously next season is going to bring a lot of anticipation but before we zoom out we're going to dig into some texas state women's basketball as they are currently three and oh in their start to their season their last game was against the university of texas rio Grande valley vaqueros as they took a tough victory against them in the final score of 66 to 63 i mean i could talk about the players a lot but it mostly starts with coaching obviously zinnery antoine is a well-known coach in the Sunbelt Conference and she is on her way to being like I just talked about with Sean Hewitt another great aspect of this Bobcat volleyball team so you know 3-0 it's a good start it's where they need to be it's just that can they be consistent because obviously a, a, a tough win like that obviously kind of raises questions a little bit of how their defense is or how their offense is so I'm going to throw it to y'all real quickly and see uh, they got another matchup against Sam Houston State tomorrow so you know, where does it leave from here? Yeah, it's the battle of the cats, the bear cats bear versus cats, the bobcats. Yeah. <laughs> I think both of their slogans it's are eat them up. up. Oh, seriously? Yeah. yeah. Theirs oh is spelled God. K-A-T-S, though. Eat them up cats. Oh, okay. Ours okay. is spelled the proper way. So <laughs> <laughs> The English way. <laughs> yes, the English way. But, you know, um, going back to what I was saying about volleyball, how they kind of um, – past expectations so to say I think that's what this women's basketball team is doing right now granted it's only three games in the season but you lost one of your best players mm-hmm. in program history with Denasia Hood mm-hmm. and Kennedy Taylor yeah, Kennedy Taylor mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the way that you lost two of your key pieces from the pre- or previous four to five years and you're still going undefeated to start the season is pretty exceptional now mm-hmm. Sam Houston State's not a squad to sleep on oh, no. they're not they're not you know lack of a better term, some of the lower schools that they have played against so far, but they are still a really good team. And so we will see what the Bobcats do, but congratulations to a three, no start, but yeah. I know they're, they're going to, they want that revenge factor like the volleyball team had. They want to go back and play against JMU. So we'll see. You know, all I can really say so far is just, wow. Like it's just, it's crazy that I think they got eight new girls mm-hmm. and it's, to go undefeated already and like you said it starts with the coaching which I think a lot of these Texas State Athletics coaches are very good Mm -hmm. you know I don't have any coach that I'm kind of like iffy on like I am happy with all of the coaches that are at Texas State but coach Antoine I mean she really just worked in that offseason with the girls and it's showing and what gives me hope going into this next game and also the rest of the season is that group of girls, they are so competitive I agree. and they are so aggressive. And if they can just keep that and just throughout the season, just keep that, like you said, consistency because they have what it takes. And mm. so it'll be such a fun season if they're able to keep that up and be consistent with it. It'll be so much fun. Yeah. And honestly, you know, to think they've been on the they've been at home for the past three games. This mm-hmm. is going to make it a fourth tomorrow tomorrow, and then they'll start playing games on the road. So I think them playing on the road will be heavily tested for yes. what they will so for what they can do. But our the next game is against 
the Sammy State Bearcats. I will be on the call with the one and only Justin Brown for that one tomorrow. So be sure to tune into KTSWA99 for the call. But now let's zoom out of Texas State and Sam Marcus. We're going to dig into some national side of things. And we're going to start off with college football. And let's go. This is uh this is the I believe now this is the final week mm-hmm. of the regular season. And you know what that means? Rivalry, rivalry week. week. Yeah, I I say it's slow because I can. It's yeah. like a tongue twister. Rivalry for me. week. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Rivalry. It is. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of games going on this uh, this Thanksgiving week. I know we'll dig into Thanksgiving a little bit in just a minute. But I mean, I want to ask y'all, what is y'all's matchup of the week it is the final Mm -hmm. week before they head off into conference championships for the most part i think for the most part most of the conference championships are set i think there's only about don't say anything about the big 12 one i'm not saying i'm not gonna say anything yet i was just gonna say that i want to say there's about three left that Mm -hmm. needs to be set but yeah i mean i'll paxton i know we me and you are both longhorn fans in here so obviously you know there, this is going to be a tough predicament for them if they don't come out victorious this uh, this coming Saturday. Yeah, it is. And, you know, going back to what you said, I believe two conference championships are currently set. The SEC, which is Georgia versus Bama, yep. and the ACC, which is uh, Florida, Florida State, State and Louisville, um, which that's going to be interesting to see without Jordan Travis yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the other ones are about to be shaped this week, including the big game. Uh, which is Ohio State versus Michigan. That one is going to determine who represents the East Division and pretty much who determines who is going to win the Big Ten Championship because, let's be honest, Iowa's the West Division opponent is looking like right now, and they're not going to do much. (laughs) But um, the Pac-12 still needs to be set with this week with Oregon State and Oregon. That'll be the last time that all the Pac-12 teams will will be in the Pac-12. Well, not only that, the Big 12 and Conference. Big 12. Yeah. This will this too. is and I have a UT uh shirt that's it's like a farewell to the conference Aww. shirt and it has the <laughs> UT schedule, all that. It's a really nice deal, but this is going to be um the last regular season um game for most teams. And like you mentioned, Tech in Texas, they're playing in Austin. We'll see what happens, but Tech you know, Tech hasn't been great by any means, but no. they've still been right there. And mm-hmm. they, I think, if I'm not wrong, I think they're still in conference championship talks because hmm. I think they've only lost two games in conference. I could be right. wrong. I don't remember the last time I looked. But so is OU. Texas, yeah. they, yeah. Texas, they win. <laughs> they clinch. They go to the Big 12 Conference Championship. Mm-hmm. But right there below them, that's where you're starting to get interesting. I won't keep it too long because we've got other teams to cover, but you got. Oklahoma State, OU, Kansas State, that are currently all three tied for the second spot. They're all at six and two in conference. Okay. So you're looking at an interesting setup right there. Yeah. Part of me wants OU because you want that revenge factor. <laughs> I was thinking but the part same of me thing. doesn't because OU has experience in the conference championship games. Now yeah. the other two teams do as well, but mm-hmm. not as much as OU does. So we'll see. I'll move on from Texas OU. The other game that I'm looking forward to is Bama and Auburn, Auburn. the Iron yeah. Bowl. And, you know, that's surprising because Auburn is not that good. No. Bama, they're, they're doing Bama things, but Auburn's not. But the thing is, is that Auburn can go 0-12 one year, or they can go 1-11 one year, and that one win's going to be against, against Bama. Bama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you always have to look out for that Auburn. They are Bama's kryptonite, so to say. 
Um, so I'm interested to see how they'll go. If Auburn wins, Bama's pretty much out of the playoff picture for sure at that point. And who would swoop in, LSU? Um, no, so right now, you know, I don't want to get into all of it because it's very long, but you obviously have the top four right now. Mm-hmm. But who would swoop in? You've got Texas still in the picture. You've got Oregon, Washington, Bama. Oh, you're talking about for the playoff. Play, yeah. But, oh, call, okay. My bad, my yeah. bad, my bad. Okay. And so you've got a you got a confusing picture right now. It's it's a long list of opponents. Yeah. But it's very entertaining. I'll <laughs> just say that. It's true. You know, I think I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that TCU Oklahoma game. Mm. Oh, okay. I feel like that one will be fun. Grace, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm but, a I'm a TCU fan this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but like y'all were saying, that Texas Tech and Texas game. That's just going to be crazy. And oh, it's on Friday. Yeah. So it's like so, you're going to be mm, full on turkey. Mm-hmm, and you're going to mm-hmm. wake up, sleep all day, and the 630 rolls around, and you're going to eat the leftover turkey and watch that game. So it's going to be – it'll be a fun game. My cousin goes to non-stop UT, so gluttony. I'm sure she'll be Wait, watching what? that. I said nonstop gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, I mean, college football is nearing its end to its regular season. But I want to note about that Texas Tech Texas game. Do you remember that one game between? If it's the Crabtree one, everyone remembers. Yeah, that one. That, that one. <laughs> that yeah. one. Uh, when when you were young, did you were you were you upset about that game specifically? Well, ooh, uh, I don't remember it live by any means. Oh, I do. Um, I was I was a little too young to remember it live, but. I do. Um, the earliest game I do remember is sadly that Texas Bama game because that was yeah. a very sad one. That was a um, and I, I was Colt McCoy was my first idol sports idol that I looked up to. <laughs> um, but, you know, going back to that game, I don't remember it live, but it just going back and seeing the impact it had. That was a wild Big 12 year. You had a three way tie for first place and it ended up being the most unexpected Big 12 conference championship game. You were expecting Texas OU or OU and Tech. It was OU and Missouri. Oh, and yeah. OU oh, wow. destroyed Missouri and then they got destroyed by Florida in the national championship. <laughs> so, um, you know, that that one's always what Tech fans look back. But that's what Tech fans do best. They look in the past. <laughs> Texas is looking forward to the future, and we're hoping to get a win this weekend and go to Arlington uh, next week. All right. Well, college football is just about the end. Uh, real quick, we're going to swing into the NFL just real quick. I want to get y'all's predictions for tonight's Super Bowl rematch, Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do y'all have winning this Super Bowl rematch Where tonight? is it? It is, I believe, it's in Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Chiefs. Mm. Is, I can't is say T- Eagles. T-Swift going? <laughs> Do we know if she's making an I appearance? I have no clue. Because Kelsey, he sure loves to show up whenever she's there. But okay. uh, if she's there, then I got the Chiefs. If she's not there, I still got the Chiefs. So <laughs> <laughs> they're in Arrowhead Stadium, and winning an Arrowhead Stadium on a night game is almost impossible. So yeah. especially on Monday night. Uh, also, I can't pick the Eagles. Like, of course you can. Yeah, that, that'd be wrong. Well, <laughs> since y'all can't do it, I'll do it for you. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles to win and get sweet revenge on the Kansas City Chiefs. So, hey, okay. let's just say this though, if the Chiefs win, then the Eagles have to quit complaining about the whole grass turf deal <laughs> and all that. Let's just say that. That's they, fair. they will officially in that talk. That's yeah. fair. But before we go, 
we had a little uh, little Friendsgiving uh, for the sports staff. So, I mean, Thanksgiving is around the corner. So I just kind of want to get, you know, y'all's thoughts. What do y'all do? What What is y'all's Thanksgiving tradition that you guys do on Thanksgiving Day? Whether if you're hanging with your family, hanging with mm-hmm. friends, what's y'all's tradition that y'all do? Yeah, personally, I feel like you actually have a tradition. I don't really. Oh, you don't have a tradition? No, our we don't have a tradition. We do typically like an unusual Thanksgiving dinner, which is like tenderloin Ooh. or steaks oh. and like that. Ooh. It's not turkey. We none of us really care for turkey that yeah. much. I understand that. That's but fair. um, but that's pretty much our tradition. I will be going to my aunt and uncle's place, and that's always okay. fun. So that's fun. Our tradition is Thursday morning. The the family's texting in the group chat where we're we watching the game. <laughs> we don't figure that out until like an hour before the game starts. And then we that go right. yeah, <laughs> we go watch the game and then we go to my grandma's house. So we don't watch the game at my grandma's house typically. It's somewhere else. I don't know why we don't watch it there because we eat there. But anyways, so then we go to grandma's house at halftime. Oh, okay. Put it on at grandma's house, finish the game, eat the turkey. And then me personally, I take the smallest, like I take the least amount of meat. Mm. And I just like eat it to make my mom happy, and then I <laughs> dig into those desserts. Oh, I desserts dig words up. into the desserts. Like I'll just like take a bite, just so, like she will let me have my dessert. Do you have a favorite dessert? Ooh. pumpkin pie, banana pudding. Ooh, I love banana go. pudding. Now we're talking. There yeah. you go. That from comes scr- around from scratch. Heck yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's how you do it. Banana mm. pudding's where it's at. But yeah, that's our that that's might our be on my tradition. list now. How do you even think of that? That's typically a Christmas deal for me. That's no, that's why I wasn't really. thinking it. <laughs> um, that's a good one for me. I mean, we keep it we keep it classy. My dad usually grill. Uh, he usually grills the turkey early, early Ooh. in the morning. So he does uh, he does that, and we just let it cook all day. I cook. We're start. I'm starting to get to the point in our family since we're getting older that we have to start contributing mm-hmm. to a Thanksgiving dish. So oh. my sister, my sister, my sister, my sister makes macaroni. <laughs> my sister makes macaroni cheese casserole. Macaroni and cheese casserole. I make sweet potato. Uh, not sweet potato. Green, green bean. bean casserole. Excuse me. Green bean casserole, and then and then my mom makes the rest. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then my dad makes the turkey and and the ham and stuff and. You know, the rest is history. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, honestly, watching football, obviously on Thanksgiving, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much a tradition I think everybody has in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, Thanksgiving is around the corner. But before we go, let's go and throw it to Paxton for our weather report. And I'm actually surprised it's got a little bit, a little bit warm outside. Just yeah. here, well, let's talk about like it. it. Today, the high is expected to be 78 <laughs> degrees, and the low is expected to be 58 degrees. Now, it is pretty much going to be cloudy all day, so. That's a little depressing, but, um, and then I'll, I'll go all the way to Thanksgiving day. Let's do that. Um, Tuesday, you're looking at high 62. Nice, nice, cool weather and a low of 47. It's supposed to be windy. Apparently this is according to the Apple weather app. And then Wednesday, you're looking at a nice, finally a sunny day, high of 61, low of 40. And then Turkey day, Thursday, you're looking at a high of 59 degrees and a low of 42 degrees, but the downside is it's expected to be cloudy that day. So mm. uh, hopefully it does not rain. Hopefully you don't mix water with deep fried oil if you're frying Ooh, those turkeys. Uh-uh. That's not a good combination. Let's all. just say that. Um, but that is your weather up until Thursday. Um, one last deal we would like to mention is that this is going to be our last episode for this week. Uh, we are not doing one um, for, either, Wednesday? for either Wednesday or Friday. Okay. Everyone gets to go enjoy being home for the holidays. So y'all enjoy that. 
Absolutely. Um, and we will be back next Monday for our listeners. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Paxton. That's all we have for this morning here and for the week. If you like this episode, please sure to follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on KTSW Sports on all of our social media platforms. For my producer, Paxton Graff, and my wonderful co-host, Presley Davis, I'm Kobe Jackson. Thank you guys for tuning in for this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. You guys have a great and wonderful Thanksgiving break. We will see you guys back here next Monday for another episode of BCR. And now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.